You're listening to the Townsville Chamber cast. Essential information, ideas and news that matters to the business community of Townsville. Ahead of the federal election, Chamber CEO Ross McLennan sits down with UAP candidate Greg Dowling. All of the candidates will be live at our candidates debate breakfast on March 16 at the Ville Resort Casino. Tickets for the debate are now live and can be purchased on our website, www.townsvillechamber.com.au forward slash events. Thanks, Claire, and thanks, Greg, for joining us on this, uh, this special episode of the Chambercast. And uh, I must admit, uh, both Greg and I are coming uh, to you remotely today. We're both outside the studio, so I hope you are. I hope our listeners can can stand a little bit of background noise uh, as we get started. But, but Greg Dowling, um, obviously the um, Australian United Party's uh, candidate for the seat of Herbert. Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, mate. Well, I originated from Ingham. My dad was a cane farmer at Abergarry, and I left uh, in the seventies to play rugby league. Um, I played around a bit. I had a stint here in Townsville back in the 70s. Went to Mount Isa, played out there, and um, up to Winnersvale where I got selected um, for the Queensland side back in the day before Origin. So that whetted my appetite to go south. So I spent 20 years in Brisbane um, working down there, playing professional rugby league with the Brisbane Broncos. Um, And then when I retired, I got involved a bit with the media, covering football games and all that. And I decided to go into McDonald's. So I was awarded a McDonald's franchise up in Atherton. So I came up there and started that back in um, 99. Stayed there for 10 years, sold it and retired. Um, I got sick of doing nothing. And um, I came down to Townsville for a trip. And I thought, wow, this is this is back in 2009. Um, and I said, wow, the economy here was just thriving. And it was the best economy in Australia back in the day. Um, so I decided to go back into business and I bought an Porto franchise. They decided to open up up here and I took that on. So that was 12 years ago. And uh, my, hasn't the place changed since then? As I said, it was the best economy in Australia back then. And now we have the worst economy in Australia. We have the highest crime rate where we're rated in the world's top 10. So it's alarming, those uh, numbers there. So where we've gone from the penthouse, now we're in the proverbial outhouse. So that's why I decided to run for politics. So it's easy to sit on the sideline and chuck mud and all this, but um, I decide, well, I've got nothing to lose. Um, so I decided to put my hat in the ring. And that's why, hence, we're talking now. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean, a colourful rugby league career. I remember as a young fellow following you through those through those years, obviously, um politics, I'm not quite sure if it's more brutal or less brutal, mate. uh, (laughs) Don't worry, I've had... I've had a few of the friends say to me, haven't you had enough hits in the head on all this? So, yeah, but like I say, it's easy to sit on the sideline, Ross. So, you know, I think I can make a difference. Um, I've been around enough. I've been in business enough. I've got that background. Um, when, when I was in um, Brisbane in sale, I started back when the Broncos started. I put myself through a um, business management degree. I also had a marketing degree and a, um, I got, got into accountancy as well. So I have all that background, and that, hence, you know, I had a successful career in business um, for the last 30 years. So enough's enough now. I'm going to retire from all of that and um, stick my head in the ring with politics and, you know, try and make a difference. Yeah, no, and I mean, look, that's all you can ask for. And I know here at the Chamber, we, um, we've done a lot of work 
obviously around insurance over the last couple of years just because the crippling effects here. We've had a, a great announcement with the reinsurance pool um, just uh, last month and, and uh, going through the Senate as we, as we speak. But, mate, looking at the area, you sort of pointed out that it's sort of gone backwards a little bit. What, what are some of the other major critical issues that, that a federal member should be, um, should be taking on here for the seat of Herbert? Well, development costs here are really high. Um, the place where I live, it was amazing. Seven years ago, we had four developers come up from down south. They lasted eight months. Um, they turned around and went, and I grabbed them. I said, where, where, where are you going? Why are you going in that? And um, just development costs have, have gotten too high. It's like everything. We're talking about you know, your insurance and all that now. Um, I remember when all that was going up, when back in the day with Cyclone Larry and then we had um, Yasi come through and premiums just went through the roof. Well, some insurance companies wouldn't insure up here, you know. But you have a look at Australia in the last, say, 10 years. Where do you live that's not going to get a disaster? You know, we've just seen the, the floods down in Brisbane. Remember back in the 80s, we had major floods there and back in 2010 and 11, that was supposed to be one in a hundred year floods. Now we're seeing them every couple of years. You know, the fires that devastated down south um, a couple of years ago as well. So insurance companies got to be made accountable. And um, I see that you, you, when you release that. You know, another thing is the pensioners, you know, with their wages. They've frozen them for a long time and they're struggling big time. We are an ageing population um, around and they haven't caught up with the increase of the standardised living. Um, and I know the insurance for them is a, a dirty word at the moment. So we need to go in and take these companies on, um, insurance companies as well. We need to also look at the Hell's Gate Dam process. You know, that will fix up our water supply forever and ever. Um, and also the Eastern Seaboard of Australia. You know, that'll go down and eventually um, fix up the Murray system that was stuffed up by the Snowy River scheme and create out west of here, out the Hewenden, Richmond, Longreach and all that. They've got some of the best black soil in the world out there. They just lack one thing, and that's water. With the Hell's Gate system, we can create many cities out there and another vegetable um, bowl, so to speak. So there's some, there's some of the things that I'd like to take on board and really, really push for. Look, everyone said they're going to do this. Um, we, since I've been here, we've had 12 years of Labor and uh, Liberal rule, and it's gone downhill. Do we want another 10 years of that? No, I don't think so. You need to put someone in there that's out of that system, out, out of those parties and uh, start the fight for the everyday Australian, and hence why I'm running for the United Australia Party. Um, Clive Palmer has Australia at heart, and he really has, as he, we've seen over the years with what he said about China and all that, it's turned out to be true. Another thing that we need to get up and going here is Q&I. Um, that's become a personal battle between, once again, our Labor counterparts being, being state. Don't worry, this is a state thing, I know. But um, they can't get access to the port. They've been wanting to get up and running for the last um, 18 months now, but they can't gain, gain access. So we need someone to go in and fight for that as well. Because at the end of the day, it's us town billions that are missing out on it. They're missing out on $2.5 million a year in sponsorship for the sporting clubs around here. You know, and at least $1.5 million in royalties and that we can do with all that money flowing into here. So, yeah, and so that's, that's what I'd be looking at. Yeah, no, so um, so obviously, yeah, touching on the pensioners there and the pressure, the, the Hell's Gate, water infrastructure and security 
uh, and obviously the um, insurance also, they're very mindful of that. So it does sort of feed into the next question um, around duplication and multiple layers of governments. And obviously you, you mentioned there being in business, but having a couple of different franchises, they're well-known ones. Um, you know, business often refer to, you know, red and green tape when they're operating. And with the, um, with the Australian government, well, obviously the federal government collecting 82% of taxation, um, what ideas would you have for, uh, for streamlining some of the complexities dealing with that uh, from a federal sense? We've got to cut a lot of the red tape. You know, um, we, the, at the moment now it takes, you know, years, and I'm talking four to five years, to get things up and running. That's absolutely ridiculous in this modern age with computers and all that. So we're all, we're all con- uh, easily contactable and um, to get things across. So, you know, one, one of the biggest things that amazes me, I've got to be honest, Ross, is luxury car tax. That was brought in years ago, 20 years ago, I'd say. Don't hold me to that number, but to save Ford and Holden, they've been gone for five, six years now. We're still paying luxury car tax. We're the most taxed country in the world. It's got to stop. And we need someone to go in and fight for this, to stop all this. You know, we got to, and, and also we need to uh, look at our energy crisis. We've got to look at nuclear power. You know, Australia has the world's largest deposits of uranium. While we export uranium to other nations for them to take advantage of, we ban its use in Australia for electricity generation. You know, the government should be proactive in establishing research in the new nuclear technology to help solve Australia's energy problems. You now you look at China, Europe and the United States, all benefit from nuclear power. Australia should benefit from our own resources and Australian industries should be benefiting, benefiting from cheaper power so they can compete internationally. Yeah, no, there's, um, well, there's I mean, always lots to talk about and always lots of different um, strategies and views on it. Obviously, we're, we're hosting a breakfast on the 16th of March, not, not far away now, where yourself and, and all the other candidates for the, uh, the seat of Herbert will be, uh, will be joining us. Um, hopefully, we'll get some questions from the floor and some more questions and, and be able to put you there and, and, and prosecute some of these points you've made today. So, so, Greg, I really thank you for your time, mate, and I, I do appreciate this has been a little bit disrupted with the way that we're trying to put this together today. But, mate, is there any anything you'd like to add or, or close on, or uh, are you going to save it all up for the for the 16th, mate? Oh, look, no, yeah, I'll save a bit for uh, there, but I'd like to thank you for inviting us to, to give us a chance, give me a chance to put my case across. But, you know, what we've got to do is we must protect ourselves, protect everyone, protect our freedom of speech and choices for all Australians. You know, together we can take our country back and our area back, and that's what we need to do. We need to look at the future, and um, that's why people have got that opportunity now to make a difference. So hopefully we will. Fantastic, mate. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good to, um, be good to see you there on the 16th. Thanks again for joining us, mate. Thank you very much, Ross. Cheers. Ten minutes is just not long enough, and there are so many other things to discuss. We can't wait to see the attendees' questions and how the candidates respond live on the 16th of March. Tickets for the debate are now live and can be purchased on our website, www.townsvillechamber.com.au forward slash events.